0: In five, four, three, two, one—pretty quick today, but and we are live. Welcome to another episode of the Nobody Yet
1: podcast. We're back. We're back. I'm Eric. I'm Gabe. We're back on today. We're back
0: on today. This is kind of weird because last time we recorded was like three days ago, two days yeah. ago. Yeah, it's like we're we're trying to we're trying to stockpile some recordings, you know. Yeah, the, we're trying to uh,
1: <laughs> we to record a bunch so you don't run out of episodes uh, and keep you listeners entertained every week. But yeah, what 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 do we have in store today for our episode? Today,
0: risk. Okay, actually, recently. So recently, um, so for me, I'm like super big into investing, like stock market and stuff like that. And uh-huh. I feel whenever I look at it. And I see investments like companies that I should have purchased. and not only that I should have, but I was very close to purchasing, but I would have been very risky investments pay off very well in the long term or hey real I pay off really well now. and I'll often ask myself, um, how risk adverse am I or how or what is my perception? Of so stemming from the stock market, I interpolated that into my own life now (laughs) and i actually kind of look at my own life now and i actually wonder how i perceive risk so how about for you gabe do you you think you're a naturally risk adverse person or like what is your what is your
1: association to risk i i think i think i definitely am naturally risk averse Mm -hmm. um i like to plan things i like to have contingency plans for in case things go wrong there's i'm definitely risk averse when you mention the stock market like my <laughs> my investing strategy is not high risk i'd say i just safe you know invest in the whole market buy the whole market and have the basket so your risk is diverse uh diversified like i've always been um very into slow growth over time instead of Trying to beat the market, and and that that for me applies to not just investing, but just anything. Um, for me, anything is like uh, slow growth is better. Um, but but yeah, for me, I'm very risk averse. I would say for my That's mindset. Interesting. I me. will
0: I will take the other other op. I will take the <laughs> other side. I'll be an op on this uh, podcast. I think. <laughs> Uh, naturally, I'm more risk-adverse, like from family also, seeing how the parents operate both financially, but also just making life decisions and their advice to me. And recently, I'm trying to be less risk-adverse, actually. Recently, I'm trying to be more risky, playing it more, quote-unquote, dangerous or just risk in general, whether it be, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: maybe stock market might not be the best analogy, but stock market as well as just life in general. I think the moves I'm making right now are actually pretty high risk or much more risky i don't know i just feel like right now because i feel i'm so young i'm like 21 right i think yeah. right now is the time to be risky at least that's is, my perspective.
1: yeah in terms of life wow like it's, it is now that is the time to be risky if you can because um, it's this time of life where you just you have the energy you're not locked down by anything uh You're not, um, like, what I'm trying to say, you're not chained to anything. It's not in the future where if you have a family, maybe you're 30, 40, it's hard to take risks when you're older. Now you're not chained to anything. Uh, Less responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's really just your own self, and you're trying Mm -hmm. to make your world. Um, You're trying to make your career. You're trying to make whatever's in front of you uh, fit, fit yourself. So... I mean, I definitely agree. Now's the time. Now's the time. And you talk about, um, I even think this episode, and last episode, you allude to like what you're doing now in your life. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if you wanted to go into that and say yeah, sure. what you're doing. What is the risk you're taking right now? Yeah. I think I know a little, but I definitely don't know, I know any little, of the details.
0: Yeah, so I, I, was- I, I do skimp out on the details a little bit, but this is my situation now. So. Uh, for context uft has an internship program um, in which you work at a company for one year or 16 months um, and I feel like for me that's like the definition of <laughs> being very safe right you're <laughs> yeah. safely employed for a year um, and you have that so what I'm doing is I'm quitting I'm dropping out of the internship program so no longer being part of it it's called the puI program for those of you who are from uft or who don't who do know of it yeah I'm quitting that. Um, and I'm going to uh, New York. <laughs>
1: Let's go. Um, Let's go.
0: It's kind of a crazy jump. Um, for me, I participated in the recruiting process for next year. Um, got a summer offer, and then all of a sudden, something came up for spring. Um, and this isn't the only risky of quitting this job, but in order to take this one of, reloading, of relocating to New York because the job in the States, and I could be anywhere in the States, um to actually take that job, I actually already accepted a previous one too. So I actually have to renege or renege, <laughs> renege reneg or reneg the other offer. Reneg. Yeah, reneg yeah. the other one to actually pursue this one. And within software, of course, there's a fang, right? Um for accounting, there's like the big four, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's like that similar analogy, but I'm reneging a fang company, actually. Um so an accounting will be renegging like a PwC or something.
1: Yeah. Right?
0: And it's general industry practice that you don't do that. Like, <laughs> like I was asking yeah. my friends about it when I was like kind of drawing the issue tree and making the actual decision. Um, and I was asking them, I'm like, Hey dude, do, do, do you think this is smart? They're like, absolutely not. This is very stupid. Um, and out of all, like out of all my friends, only one of them said, yeah, yeah, go ahead with it. Um, You you should do it. So I think about this and I contemplate the risk and the rewards. What are the risks in this situation? The risks are, of course, very massive, right? Like you can't work, assuming you can't work anymore at one of the FANG companies, one of the main employers Mm -hmm. that people kill to get into. That's a large pill to swallow. (laughs) You know, that's like a, uh, that's like essentially in the professional world, that's like a door completely being closed.
1: um, Wait, why, why? So, wait, wait, just to clear it up. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, like, since you've reneged, you potentially can't go back. Is that is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, or? yeah,
0: yeah. So I feel oh, okay. every so the reneg policy. So reneging for those who don't know, it's let's say you get an offer and then you accept the offer. So you sign the contract and you say, yeah, I'm coming, right? Mm-hmm. uh Renegging is if you send them email or do something and say, just kidding, I'm not coming, uh, and I'm doing something else. That is reneging and it is. I don't want to say it's frowned upon, but it's definitely not good. Um, definitely the engineering career center for our U of T definitely was not teaching kids <laughs> how to renege offers. They're telling kids when you accept an offer, it's in contract and you must do it. So yeah, I broke two rules. One is quitting an employer from the, the, the co-op program, which they tell us strictly not to. And the second rule is reneging a big bank <laughs> company, which is also not advisable. So um, I see risk risk and and two risks in one way yeah in two ways
1: I I have a question if uh, you mentioned your friends and how only one of them said go ahead do it are mm-hmm. your friends risk averse would you say or mm-hmm. are they more risky than you or le- less risky what's the landscape there
0: yeah I think it's pretty interesting um all my friends who said they shouldn't do it of course I generally asked people in the industry and mm-hmm. software um, and I asked a lot who said if they would or would not and um, the ones who said, they would not, so majority of them, other than one person. Okay. we generally in very, like, kind of more, quote-unquote, safe routes. I mean, uh, they're more in the, quote-unquote, just big company sort of thing, um, and kind of, they're kind of set in that sense. They're comfortable. Um, I'm not saying that they know what they want to do, but it's, it's safe for them. Like, they're not kind of questioning right. uh, what they want to do or what's out there, right? Uh, my friend who said, yeah, do it, was actually my friend who's doing a startup right now um so for him he actually already got into one of those big companies so he got into one of the fang companies and he actually returned too so he worked there for two two terms and he got another return offer which he actually rejected for his own startup um so he was the one who was like yeah don't do it um mm. I'll, i think i remember my message to him was specifically hey blank would i be stupid to rename <laughs> um, the, my acceptance from this company. And you're he's already like, preparing
1: no. for him to say. You're already preparing him to be like, that's dumb.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how stupid am I from a range of stupid to very stupid? That's crazy, um, yeah. <laughs> like, for me to do this. He was like, actually, no, not at all. Um, but yeah, he was like the only person and like, kind of looking at his position. I mean, startups in general are already very risky. Like, you're giving away working at one of the top tier companies that people kill to get into um to work at a place where your pay is not that high is like minimum wage or maybe a little bit of minimum um, every day you're working hella hours you don't know if it's going to work out it's very likely it's going to go bankrupt right because most startups do fold mm. so and you're operating that very unsecure unsure environment you know um, okay. so out of all my friends it would be him to tell me yeah i know it's not stupid I, I think oh, okay. maybe he's as foolish as I am, or maybe I'm as foolish as he is for playing <laughs> these games like this.
1: Are Are you going to a startup? Is Is that Is that no? I'm not going, going to startup. No. no. Okay. So it so it
0: would be another big company, but uh, it a, would be effectively burning a bridge. So it's a little bit less risky I than I think. Um, I myself think it is, but for an outsider on my position, it seems pretty risky. When I read on Reddit. Pretty risky.
1: (laughs) Like it's a bad idea to rename. Yeah, it's a
0: bad idea to do so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see what you mean. Going to New York City in the middle of COVID. Yeah, also not (laughs) the best idea. But uh, maybe it come like that.
1: So okay, okay. I guess that's that's super interesting to hear your risk-averse friends say that it's not a good idea, even though you're going to new york it's and it's not a startup it's a well uh you not you don't want to say what the company is right S- or or i'm not sure do maybe you, i won't say what the
0: company is until i'm officially working there but i guess
1: oh i mean, see I, mean. Mean, I won't do you uh, want to say like the industry
0: yeah, yeah. or software in general cloud um software cloud, okay. realm um similar to my previous employer actually which is kind of funny but i see yeah i so think, like yeah mm-hmm. go ahead
1: so so you're you're I mean I was just going to say like since I'm risk averse as well um like yeah I'm I'm an accountant I'm going to one of the big 4 like it's just standard traditional path like that that's just what I'm going to do but then um when I heard when I I didn't really know when when you when you said that you're going to the uh, New York and like doing I was like that's super cool like uh even as someone who's risk first I know like probably there's risks going there and probably I don't understand yeah. the whole <laughs> the whole environment of reneging uh a fan company and, and such but but I just think it's like the it's it's so uh it's so it's it's so good. I think it's like such a good decision. I think it's like I and mean, your it depends how you time. cut it. Go now. I think then it what? depends like, how you cut it. Like, you have no reason. I mean, the benefits outweigh the cons.
0: Oh, yeah. In my perspective, yeah? benefits outweigh the cons. But I think... You're,
1: you're going to New York, first of all. You're like, that's crazy. That yeah. will build up your network like tenfold. Um, it, it's not even a bad company. It's, and it's... I don't know. Everything, everything is good. The con, yes, you do. The
0: con, renege. the con is very significant. Um, you I don't do know what the ripple <laughs> effect, is, but uh, yeah, the con is very significant. But I, I, guess, let me put it this way. I, I think, kind of, when I'm thinking about this, I realized that even when talking about risk or just measuring other things in life and life in general, everything will, everyone will see it in in different way. Like everyone measures it differently. I think I'm starting to think now that everyone measures life with a certain amount of metrics um, to determine whether they had a productive day or a meaningful day or not, um, mm-hmm. and I think um, for a lot of people, those metrics are working at a good company, like a large company, um, making a lot of money. Um, I would say a lot of those vanity metrics, quote unquote, vanity metrics, um, being metrics that are very easy to um, to see and to really like to really feel, right? They are much more tangible. Um, mm-hmm. I think now I'm starting to evaluate life based on the metric of am I seeing more of the world every day or based on the decisions, am I seeing more of the world? And looking at this decision in a vacuum on that, based on that sole metric, like on the other metrics, it actually doesn't hit that much in terms of reputation. The one I'm reneging is much higher than the one I'm going to. Um, In terms of pay, they're pretty similar. Um, location, sure, New York is much better than Ottawa or whatever Toronto I'm going to be in, um, but the metrics do play out in the company and renegging's reneging's favor a bit. Um, so, in that sense, then the question is, okay, um, if these already favor this company, then, of course, in this reference frame, it would be a very risky move, right? Um, but actually in the vacuum that I'm kind of thinking and considering my risk in, actually making my decisions in, my metric is if I'm seeing improvement in my life every day or if I'm taking steps towards finding what I want to do in life. If I'm taking steps towards what I want to do in life that day or that decision was productive, that was a good decision. Um, yeah. If that decision did not help me figure out what I want to do, at least I figured out what I didn't want to do. And it was still a good decision. in the This decision in this vacuum, um, the company i reneging, I would be returning to. So I do already know the company. I do know the team I'll be going towards. So in every single in this vacuum, only based on this metric, this decision would be far superior than the other one Um, in the sense of I'm going to somewhere new, New York, even if you ignore location, I'm going to a new company, right? That's a different size, right? Those are all different factors. I'm going to a different team. I'm meeting new people. So in effect, it's still expanding my horizons of where I want to go or seeing what I would want to do later on or seeing where I might end up in later on. So in a sense, it's still expanding my horizon. So if you kind of evaluate risk in this sense, right, I know maybe I'm not that interested in the company I worked for previously that I'm reneging. And maybe this one's more valuable, or it could be more valuable. I don't know, right. But I already know my perceptions of the company I worked at. I don't know the perceptions of the one I want to work at. The metric, this metric of me trying to figure out what i want to do in life and expand more this metrics tells me to solely 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 do the risk or in this sense it wouldn't be risky at all screw that company the previous one let's go 100 percent into this one because that gives me a new frontier to explore
1: yeah there, i mean the, the, there's no reason even as i'm listening to this there's no reason not to go uh I, just to confirm, you have to go to New York, right? Did I don't you, have to go
0: like, to New York. I just chose it to. out of uh, out of impulse.
1: Like, do you have to work in the office?
0: Oh or? no, it's definitely remote. So, like, it's I can even work. I can even work in my current location if I want to. I can work in Ottawa if I see, want. To. See. But uh, yeah, my, uh, my uh, I don't know if I'm dumb or smart. In, very in dumb. My, in my, like, <laughs> <Probably> pretty dumb.
1: <laughs> when you go, I feel like that's the main decision. It's not even really the job i mean it is the job and uh, it's is our it's uh is the office location in new york
0: oh no it's in california
1: so you're (laughs) so so to get this straight because i think listeners when listening to this and plus me i just i just learned this now is that when you when i listen to you explain it i thought it's because uh like i thought probably you're working remote but i also thought probably the office is there which is why maybe you wanted to be closer i don't know why that would matter but maybe that's an effect but now you're telling me that this is in california yeah and you're going to new york i'm immediately going to new york that part i think you gotta explain gotta explain because that's not um i feel like that's that's like almost unrelated, completely unrelated. To and, the, yeah, it
0: actually like, does seem pretty unrelated actually if you think about it, right? Especially It's like
1: not related.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially in software. It's like finance. If you're in finance, you want to be in New York or Chicago, one of the two, right? Um you want to be on Wall Street or maybe Toronto, right? One of one of the big cities, the big financial hubs, maybe Hong Kong. Right, right. Paris, London or something like that. For software if or for tech in general, if you're in tech, where do you want to be? You want to be in Cali. You want to be still in Silicon Valley. San Francisco, that's the place to be. Right.
1: right, right, yeah.
0: For me, um, I think, I don't know if I expressed it on this podcast already, but I want to live a really fast life, right? I want to drive 300 in a 100 zone. I think that's kind of the yeah. mantra I'm starting to go at driving 300 in a 100 zone, which means that I need every day to be different. I need every day to see, I want to see new things every day. I want to live a fast life. I want to have so many new experiences, meet so many new people. And I feel like for New York, there's so much more possibility of that because California, as great as it is, a lot of California is very suburby. Uh, if you go to Northern California where Silicon Valley lies, like Mountain View or Palo Alto and stuff like that, it's very, very suburb-based. But New York, <laughs> like specifically Manhattan, I don't know if there's a suburb there, but <laughs> all I see is condos when I go on Google Maps. You know, so that definitely it's Yeah, that definitely <laughs> plays into the decision there. Um, but that's only one part. The other part is New York has much more connections to other things. It's not just tech. It has some tech, but there's also huge financial firms there, right? You think of Mm -hmm. Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, the large financial companies in our world. Then you think of large management consulting companies, right? Like BCG, McKinsey. All Mm -hmm. of them are also, a lot of them have a lot of presence in New York as well. So New York serves as a central hub for a lot of things, not only for professional, but also for culture, right? California also has a lot of culture, but New York culture, like, I don't know. I don't know if I can compare. I personally don't think I can compare. I just think New York is on a bigger level. Even currently with the coronavirus dangers, that's kind of my foolishness talking that I should just go to New York and see and live there and see if I actually like living there. Um, because I would hate to move to California full-time and not see New York and not know what that is. And every day. I'm just kind of regretting my decisions of, damn, before I made this decision, I didn't see New York. Do I like New York or do I hate New York? So certainly I know what I, I know like my opinions about California after living there, if I do go there full time, right? So I was like, damn, I don't, do I want to live in New York?
1: I don't know. So you know,
0: I don't ever want to think about that.
1: Okay. So, so, it- so, yeah. No, sorry. Like, I think, I think I was a little misunderstood when I said it has nothing to do with, uh, what I meant was, <laughs> like, it's like, it doesn't, physically, your office would be in California, but you're yeah. going to New York. So, it's, it's really, then my question is, why didn't you go to New York last term? Or, like, at the beginning of September, or that at the beginning of May? Because you had... Yeah this whole time because you're just working for 16 months right this whole year so why didn't you go earlier like why now honestly
0: honestly i should have i think for me it was like a sudden breaking point point. one part logistically i couldn't because the companies were in canada and you didn't they couldn't do international work um but let's let's say let's oh, ignore okay. that let's ignore that logistic point um just for me that's very it. interesting <laughs> Let, let's ignore that for now um The point that made me want to go yeet into New York, because going to New York isn't just, oh, I'm just going to go to New York. But usually it's not like that. Usually there's a careful plan of, I'm going to go to New York next year, right? And find housing and everything like that. Yeah. Right, so usually you have a plan and usually have something for that. For me, it was like this. It felt like I had a lot of armor on. It felt like I had a lot of clothes on when I was working at the company I'm quitting right now. And when I was, when I had the intern offer, the return offer for my other company, that I already worked out for winter, so it felt like I had a lot of armor on, a lot of clothes. I was very comfortable. I had my pillow, I had my blankets. It was I was comfortable. I was chilling. You know, I could just relax. And I know when I graduate, I could get a good offer and stuff like that.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm set in a certain sense. Being comfortable for me doesn't feel the most fulfilling, or it doesn't feel right. Because it feels like in my 20s, I should be poking the bear or opening different doors and seeing what's behind them versus opening the same doors and knowing what's behind them and then walking down those doors. I think I should more approach it in terms of like, I want to open as many doors as possible and see what's out there, right? But given my current situations, I'm not able to do that, right? Like back then when I didn't receive this new offer. Suddenly, this new offer comes along and it's kind of like, hey, I'm here, right? So it kind of gives you that choice. And for me, I was positioned in a way where I thought about it like this. I thought, okay, I could just rip off all this clothes and just run butt naked towards this new opportunity (laughs) where I'm not really tied down by anything anymore, right? Like I'm more free-spirited. Or I could play it safe um, and go with what I currently have, which is the most ideal route I think most people actually walk towards. I don't think most people would want to run butt naked towards something they don't know. (laughs) I don't think that's uh, advised. But it was this decision. It was between these two, right? One, and they're very polar opposites. One, you would be very safe, right? Um, Even from COVID, right? Um, From the given circumstances. The other one is much more risky, right? Maybe actually I heard travel statistics for COVID isn't actually that bad, but just density of people wise is pretty bad in New York. Sure, yeah. Um, And what you're giving away to actually get that opportunity is also a lot, right? You're burning a lot of bridges um, and you just leaving right in a in a in a month's notice like i got this in the beginning of december so it's literally a month's notice and i have to get there in january 1st or january 4th or whatever so it's literally a month's notice um you're either going one way or going the other way one's really comfortable one's not right so it's like a, it's black and white there's no it's, gray area at this point right? so
1: uh so d- does this new company allow international work are you forced to go u.s
0: Yeah, this company, this new company actually does allow international work. So I actually can work internationally.
1: If you do, want to. Okay.
0: Yeah, but I think I framed it in the sense of I'm really going to New York and work at this company or I'm going to stay in Ottawa. I'm going to work my previous one. I Um, see, I see. So I I made it for myself very black and white. I see. Um, And if it's very black and white, I think now I'll probably choose the more, quote-unquote, risk-adverse or not risk-adverse, more risky option for the normal person. But based on my metrics that I'm operating in, is very safe.
1: I think it's good. Wow.
0: The more I think, yeah, yeah.
1: Is that? I mean, is that the only reason you're going to New York? Is are there like people you know there? Are there? I, I mean, for me, if I was in the same shoes, right? Because obviously, like, okay, I, I, like, I, I know, like, I've been to New York. I've been to, like, California, and like, um, even even just thinking about it if I were to move I'd probably do choose there even have you been have you been to California or have you been to like, I have not
0: uh, I've not. not been to any of those two yeah,
1: yeah. okay okay um, but uh, regardless so then why didn't you choose to go to California wouldn't that be the more uh, sure wouldn't that be the same risk I'd say it's even riskier to go to California right now, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it would also be like, in the event it is also, I don't know why you would want to go to the office, but like it is closer, and you are in Silicon Valley.
0: That's true. Uh, I was wondering, That's true. I,
1: was, I was wondering like why. Yes, New York is good. It just seems. Uh, I mean, I would make the decision almost differently than you, but I'm just curious. Is there any like, other factor that like, made you choose New York instead mm-hmm. of – because you actually, haven't been either, right? So it, it's kind of like enough, the same almost.
0: A lot, of, a lot of people in tech just want to go to Cali, right? It's usually the, the slogan is Cali or bust. Yeah, yeah. But for me, I'm kind of <laughs> weird in the sense that I see Cali as being the slow life. It's too slow for me. Um, okay. I just don't see that, much, that many things happening in Silicon Valley. And that perspective could be very skewed. And it probably is very skewed. I see. Okay. But I just see New York as being, like, there's just so much more. And there's a critical hypothesis that I actually would definitely want to test out in my life. And that is if I want to live in a big city or not. Um, I think one of the biggest, most important things that I need to figure out, and just people in general need to figure out, is where you want to live. Right? That is something very important. Because after you graduate, unless they go to their typical route and you find a job, right? You're going to be there for at least like one to two years, right? You're probably not going to switch after four months. That's probably pretty rare, especially as a a full time position. um, That does not look good (laughs) on your resume, right? You'll get a question about that why you left so early.
1: You're jumping around, it's it's no good.
0: (laughs) No good. No good. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. So you're probably going to be stuck somewhere for one to two years. If you don't like it, you're kind of screwed because you're stuck there for one to two years or until you get a better opportunity to move. So that yeah. means finding that first position after you graduate is very, very important because one to two years, it might seem like a short time, but if you put it in this perspective, one to two years is either 10 or 20% of your 20s. And your 20s is generally your prime where you could figure your life out and do random stuff and not have huge consequences like children and having a spouse and stuff like that. Now, yeah. if you put it in that context where it's 10 to 20% of your life, of your, your 20s prime. Of course, some, your early 30s might be your prime as well, and maybe your prime hits when you're 40, but let's assume 20s is your prime. One sure. to two years is very important then. Every year is very important. Every month becomes very important as well, right? Because every month becomes around 0.1% of your prime. Yeah. Right? And if you start thinking about it like that, that time becomes much more finite. Everything becomes much more important. You can't... If you have a bunch of doors open, you can't just keep opening doors to try, to try to figure out which ones you can't go towards or which ones you don't want to go towards. You need to try to open up the doors to figure out which one you do want to go towards, right? So now the elimination game doesn't become, I want to eliminate the ones I don't want to go. The elimination game becomes a game of choice where I need to choose which ones I want to try out. And those ones I, I needed to work out or I want it to work out. They should work out, right? Mm-hmm. Because if they do work out and you hit that lottery, That means you significantly shortened your window um, for you to actually figure out what you want to do. And then in your prime or when you're foolish, when you're hungry, you could spend all your energy chasing after what you want, right? Mm -hmm. So then that becomes much more, quote unquote, profitable or better on when you're 30s. You become Mm -hmm. much more stable, most likely, right? It's like the people who started YouTube when they were 15 or whatever, right? The people who were in the YouTube game for a long time when YouTube was just starting. YouTube is a very risky platform, right? Um, not everyone gets big off of it. And it's not guaranteed success. In a sense, there is luck in terms of the algorithms, right? But then those people who started very early when they're 20, now they're like mid-30s. They're 15, right? Uh, 15 <laughs> years on YouTube. And by this point, they have families and they make a very stable income from the foundation of YouTube they built and everything they're able to spawn from that, like different brands different merch lines, businesses, and so on, and so on. So it's similar to that in your 20s, where you want to try to figure out what you want to do. And once you figure out what you want to do, then you want to invest your time, your effort and your energy into what you want to do. So later on, if it is kind of sketchy now, in a sense that it's unstable, hopefully later on, if you're still doing what you're doing, it becomes very safe. It becomes a very stable route for you because you built that foundation. So I think yeah. for me, New York offers that better than
1: California. Yeah. Basically, in your 20s, you're building your, your foundation. Yeah, every year is like 10 20% of that foundation of what you build off of. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And now that I think of it, um, I, I mean, I would think New York does almost fit your personality better now that I think of it. When I because when I think of California, yeah, mm-hmm. um, I just remember it, it's just and and everything on YouTube with content. It's like in my mind. Everything content-wise is in California. Everything, media, entertainment, uh, like I'm big into esports. Everything esports is in California as well. Like it's just crazy there. Everything is centered there. If I ever want to go in that industry, which I which I do, I, that's the place I'll have to go. So yes, I guess you could say I'm a little California biased. I, and it's, but California, yeah, it's it's slower than New York. Mm. California is more like live free kind of vibe, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. You go and it's it's fine. It's, it's, everything's there, you know. This Hollywood, um, it's more like everything centers there, but it's less grinding, I'd say. by that's just the feel I get. But New York seems like um, when you say the three hundred person, you want to live life at three hundred person. I think New York's perfect for that. Um, I've heard. And this is a quote for New York: is that you don't live in New York, you survive. And that's Mm. that's that's like a pessimistic way to say it. But what I think what they really mean is like New York, you're there, you're there to. If you want to make it big there, or if you want to go there and live the whole city and chase your dreams, you're grinding there. Like you go there, you're you're learning, you're you're doing. You're doing everything you can there. Uh, So New York, and that just goes with the same industries, right? New York, like finance, Wall Street, um, Mm. a lot more, a lot less entertainment based, a lot more serious money,
0: high stakes, billions.
1: Exactly, it's a lot more professional there. It's a lot more professional vibe, and even though yes, you can see anything in New York, it's it's the city of the world, and it's um. Uh I think I think now thinking about it more, it does fit your your personality, your goals, how you describe yourself, I think perfectly almost. So I mean I'm convinced I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> I Man, wish we'll, you the we'll best of that luck. Works
0: out. I don't know. I might be stabbed and I might die. I don't know.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's I was another like, part of the, the risk, I guess. Like you have to <laughs> but but that that's such a small chance.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's New York. In, in my eyes, it could be like the Wild Wild East or something. Yeah, I don't know. True. Um, it could be the, the Cali Wild Wild West Brooklyn or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, kind of, it's all unknown territory. But I mean, that's Exciting. the things of risk, right? Risk brings on the unknown. I was reading a, a book recently and it talks about order and chaos. And chaos is the idea, is the unpredictable, is when everything's messy, when you don't have structure, when there's no schedule. It's just chaos. It's just everywhere. Um, and often chaos is really avoided. Um, we prefer to have, very, to have a lot of things in order, right? We want our lives in very typical order, but it's not good to have too much order. Of course, it's not too, um, too good to have too much chaos, but I feel a, a willing and a certain amount of chaos on purpose is a good thing. Um, and that comes with risk because risk comes when there's unknown factors involved, right? If you know all the factors involved and you know everything in 2020, there's no risk in it anymore, right? That's more in a sense like hindsight. But with risk, there's unknown factors in there, which introduces that chaos factor. So then it's the question of, okay, how chaotic do you want to live your life? You can live it very chaotic, very risky, right? Or you could, or you could live it very safe, very known but i feel like the choice is ultimately up to you to it's how up to you, you want to live life right chaos you need or order to,
1: yeah you need a balance and that balance is different for for every single person you either put it one end of the spectrum mm-hmm. there's one end there's the other end you have everything in order you have nothing in order but most people play it somewhere here if you're risk averse you're closer to no risk if you're risk seeking uh like closer to the other end of the spectrum but i think like you said about having good amounts for risk. healthy risk is good. Calculate, not calculate a risk, but having that risk in your life, you're able to. I I, I see it almost as like sparring with life. Because if, 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 if there's no risk, you're not pushing yourself. You're not, life isn't hitting you. And if you have no risk and everything's orderly and life goes on and something does hit you then at that point you're almost screwed because you don't you haven't had no risk in your life. You don't know how to deal with it. But if you're always like sparring with life almost challenging yourself and sometimes life pushes you back, right? And then you just have to push it back the other way and challenge it. And with that with risk you can do that. Cause it'll it'll challenge you to do more things and it'll challenge you to be okay. <sighs> I'll challenge you to be okay with letting things go with, 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 um, just in general, like, um, for everyone, just, to, it's just better to learn how to, how to handle uncertainty. Cause yeah, I think, I think most of us, especially me right now, and I mean, my own personality, like I said in the beginning of the episode, I'm very risk averse. So something I keep in mind. And um, it, something I keep in mind is to is to get, uh, create those risky scenarios, try new things, keep 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 going like that. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I wish you the best of luck. That's uh, it. was really fun diving into all that.
0: Yeah, prayers up. Play risky, play it uncertain. It's your twenties, we'll and see what happens thank you so 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 much for listening for the episode of nobody yet of course we have weekly episodes every monday so you can always expect to find content then if you're interested join the nobody yet community you know uh follow us on instagram we are nobody yet youtube nobody yet podcast of course you'll see visuals there for our podcasts as well as any additional content And of course, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, just anywhere you can imagine. And of course, if you like what you hear, uh, give us that follow or give that five star review. We thank you so much for it. And of course, we'll catch you in the next one. Peace.